You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For those of you listeners who know my background a bit, you might remember the stories of my first few jobs after college. From being a mall cop to selling makeup door-to-door, I realized that I had skills that were being underutilized and that these minimum wage jobs couldn't support me or last forever. I spent years going through YouTube, reading books, listening to podcasts, and taking enough online courses to reinvent myself as a professional copywriter and digital marketer. Years later, thanks to my side hustles and drive, I've worked with national news outlets, multi-million dollar tech startups, nonprofits, and celebrities to build their brands and drive sales. None of this could have happened if I didn't develop in-demand skills. I had to do this alone, but you don't have to. You have Hustlers University 2.0. Hustlers University 2.0 is a community where you can learn real skills to earn money online today, starting with side hustles you can use to elevate your game. I'm not just an advocate for Hustlers University. I'm also a student. Every professor is verified to be making 10K to 500K monthly in their selected field. You get full resources, lesson plans, and an active community of thousands of other Hustlers University students working on skills such as stock analysis, cryptocurrencies, e-commerce, copywriting, which was my favorite course, one I actually went ahead and took last month. And as a copywriter of seven years... I even took a ton out of that, including some of the resources I was able to take over to my day job. You also learn freelancing, financial planning, affiliate marketing, business management, and so much more. If you're tired of depending on a boss who hates you to deliver your paycheck or have learned since the lockdowns that controlling the source of your income is vital to your individual freedom, sign up for Hustlers University 2.0 today using the link in the show notes. I'll see you there. moment today that 
I feel like talking about is I have no one else to tell it to, so I might as well tell it to you. Uh, I started going to see a new barber in the last uh, three, four months, and the guy who has been cutting my hair, uh, his name is Alex. I kind of may have forgotten his name because you've got a lot of like Alex's and John's and Mike's and Paul's. You've got a lot of people in Milwaukee. A lot of, I'll just say you got a lot of white guys of a lot of similar names. It's not their fault. It's just, you know, kind of everyone's fault. So I went ahead and made an appointment through this uh, barbershop's app and I walked in and I saw that uh, around the time that my hair was going to be cut, that his seat that he's typically at, everything was moved. So I'm thinking, oh, shit, like he must not be here. So um, the other guys are like, hey, man, who are you here to see? And I said, Matt. And they all look at me and I'm like, uh, Mike, I mean, I, who, who's at the end? And they're like, um, do, you, do you mean this guy? So I, I went over to the one guy who kind of weighed me down and I was like, okay, well, I guess you're my barber today. What I didn't realize was that my typical barber moved to a side room and that he had cut his, he was cutting somebody's hair. He was finishing off when I walked in. So this new guy is cutting my hair. And next thing you know, the client who was actually booked for him at noon ends up walking in and he's like, oh, who, who's this guy sitting there? And everyone's just confused. And I'm like, ah, oh, shit, man, I screwed this up by taking this other guy's appointment because this barber thought that I was his client. And I didn't realize that my usual barber was in the back room. So long story short, a bunch of apologies later, I you know tipped my guy pretty well, and then I I gave him a twenty, and I said, hey, for the, for the guy whose appointment I took and kind of messed everyone up, um, put put twenty towards his haircut. So, you know, that was uh, it's it, it's little things like that where it's like ah, like I I screwed up, I look stupid, I feel I feel really self conscious sometimes. I. Uh, I, I spoke to somebody about this recently over the last couple of years. I, I don't know what it's been, but I have developed a, a type of anxiety that I myself find a little rational and that I, is, is pretty new to me. It's something I've noticed. It's where I, I try and I try and avoid conflict at certain things that, you know, make me anxious. And I don't think I'm rare in that. I think that's a lot of people. And it's like little social things. It's moments where I'm like, I think I think I'm stupid or something. None of this has anything to do with the show. Well, it, it kind of does. We're going to go ahead and talk about something that I went over with, um, with one of my new clients recently. It's, it, it, it has to do with developing skills. And at the same time, it, it also kind of doesn't, it, it kind of transcends that in a, in a way. I also want to go ahead and point out that the audio quality might be a little different and that this episode is kind of a guinea pig. Um, one, because there's there's no other way for me to really test it out than to actually do a, a full-on episode. I tried testing it out a bunch of other ways. But uh, long story short, um, I'm using a brand new microphone. It's called the Personas Revelator. I also went ahead and changed some of the functions in my GarageBand account that I use to go ahead and edit the show and put everything together. The reason why is because I've been using uh, a couple different microphones over the last couple of years. One of them is a uh, Audio-Technica USB, I think it's a 700 uh, microphone. It's a condenser mic that I typically use when I'm traveling, so that way I don't have to bring any of my big equipment. 
So that one is, uh, I'm kind of keeping it on reserve as like a backup for when I have to go travel because I don't want anything I spent like actually good money on to uh, get damaged in a a carry-on luggage or if I have to go ahead and check a bag. So that's the one that I typically use for that. The one that I have been using for most shows when I'm home is also an Audio-Technica microphone that's hooked up to a Rodecaster Pro um, switchboard, and that's what I typically use. However, I've been encountering some issues with that recently. There was this uh, really... um, really obvious electric hiss that was in the background of some episodes of this show, as well as some episodes of the second print comics podcast that I host with Mark Claire. And, uh, I, I bought some new replacement parts. I went ahead and changed a whole bunch of other things. And I, I I basically don't know what to do at this point. So I needed to record and not have to deal with that. So I was using my USB mic, but I wasn't too happy with that either because it doesn't provide the sound quality that I typically like to go ahead and put out. You can probably even tell a difference between the first two minutes of audio in this episode and what you probably just heard, what you're hearing now. Because like uh, one thing I've also done is I've been trying to deal with a lot of the background noise that uh, gets picked up in the show because I'm in a one-bedroom apartment and I really don't have uh, a solid area that I used to have back when I was living in Virginia where I could set up all the sound panels and everything. I have a bit of a sound cage around me that takes uh, you know, some, of the, some of the noise from around the room out, but you know, there's only so much I could do. You can also probably hear or something. That's actually the heating in my apartment because it is so god-awful cold here that uh, I will not freeze to death just to go ahead and put out a podcast. But, uh, you know, all, all this all this put together, I needed a new microphone. And luckily, Jason Stapleton, who you all heard on uh, last week's show, um, he is in a, a similar situation with his microphone. And he went ahead and bought the Personas. Now, he spent a lot more money on equipment than I have. And typically, when you get really into podcasting, you try and stay away from USB microphones. Um, but he went ahead and bought this because this $200 Personas Revelator microphone is probably one of the best mics uh, he's ever used. And uh, honest to God, it's, it's probably one of the better microphones I've used recently. So knock on wood that this works out because it's a USB microphone, which means I don't need to pull out my roadcaster, which takes up all my coffee table and all the wires get everywhere. And it, it's just a, it's just a headache. So with, with that said, um, thank you for bearing with me. Thank you for supporting the show, supporting our advertisers. E- each time you guys go ahead and you you know you go ahead and buy something that you hear um, at the beginning of the program, or when you go in the show notes and sign up for some of the amazing products and services like uh, Dosh, Robinhood, Fundrise, Hustlers University 2.0. All that money just goes back into the show. In fact, I actually. Went ahead and bought something that is kind has kind of become a professional podcaster staple. Um, it's it's called Auphonic. It's a it's a leveling service that goes ahead and does a lot of uh, artificial intelligence type of you know audio uh, fixing and editing, uh, so that way your your audio comes out as good as possible. And I actually started using it for my works podcast a couple months ago. And I noticed a difference, and I used it for an episode um, that I was producing for somebody else recently. I was using their like two hours of free um, 
you know, services you could use. And after experimenting with that, I was like, shit, I've been putting this off for years. I've known about it for a long time, but I didn't really uh, hear the difference until recently. So I went ahead and uh, got a subscription for that. And I can only do that because you guys support the program. So please, if, if you've ever wondered, how can I help Remzo? One of the best things you could do is uh, help me by also helping yourself. All the services that I use that I personally put my money towards and stuff like that, they're all the things that I advocate for, and they're all in the show notes. So the best thing that you could do for me is to also do something good for yourself. Sign up for one of those uh, products or services, and you'll help me and you'll help yourself in the process. And that way we both win, and it's great. Anyway, uh, get back from the barber shop and I've, I've got, I've got work to do. And uh, I, I know this is kind of a, a, a diatribe episode. I apologize if I'm just apologizing about apologizing, but I, I had a, I had a conversation with my fiance recently because I got into some arguments with some individuals recently who uh, don't like me for some reason. They're people that I work with professionally and one of the accusations was that I should be more attentive to certain things because I live by myself and I'm young. And, uh, it it was, a it it was a ridiculous comment because it's like, I live by myself. Okay. What does that have to do with anything? And second, I'm young. What does that have to do? I think if I'm not doing my job, if I'm not giving you the quality of work, then there has to that that you expect. Then there has to be a reason other than I have no excuse because I live by myself and I'm young. Yeah, that that was what this person said. Now, listeners of this show know that I still work a forty-hour-a-week day job, and I usually work an extra twelve, ten to twelve hours through everything that I do. This podcast, the Second Print Comics podcast, all the Patreon content that we do for Second Print Comics, um, all the copywriting and email marketing clients I work with. All the ghostwriting clients I work with, all the podcast editing clients I work with, all the other random you know social media gigs and stuff that I do for people, and I recently started expanding my uh, coaching. So that way, if if you want to go ahead and start a side hustle, you're or you're starting to build a brand that you want to go ahead and promote online, I'm coaching people and doing that. So that's already a 50 to 52 hour work week. In some cases, I've worked 60 hour weeks, which means that I'm working on Saturdays. And, um, you know, I, I do that. And as listeners know, I also try and go do jujitsu throughout the week. So that way I can go do something fun and, and try and stay fit and active and not go crazy. Um, you know, it's, it, 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 it's, it's my life, and I'm happy that I get to do this. I'm I'm certainly not complaining, but um, I, I find it I find it ridiculous when people have to just pull excuses out of nowhere because they don't like you, and then because they can't really tell you why they don't like you, they go ahead and pull out shit like that. But that was my Saturday uh, mix up at the barber shop, and then coming home and and working. I had a I had a. Uh, rush order to go ahead and edit someone's video for a business they're doing. And then I had a coaching session and I, I don't consider the coaching sessions work like most things. It's weird in a way because it's kind of like I I get to be a, a 
part Tony Robbins, part um, I don't want to say therapist, but I, I get I get to I, I get to mentor people and I get to talk to people regardless of where they are in their industries, regardless of where they are in the world, how old they are. This is one of the few areas in my life where I'm I'm an expert. And people come to me because they value my opinion and because I've built a reputation and status of somebody that can be trusted. Um, it, it's based on the fact that when people come and talk to me and they work with me, I help them fix the problems they're currently encountering and I help them make a lot of money out of it. And it's, it, it, it's, um, it's a great opportunity. But this gentleman, uh, I'm not going to say his name because I didn't ask him permission if to talk about his story, so I might change some of the details. Um, he he worked, uh, you know, blue collar jobs growing up. Got married, had a few kids, and now he works as a Amazon employee um, here in the Midwest. And long story short, he got this job in the past year. He got laid off from something else, I think, because of the lockdowns. And he's getting paid a good amount of money, and he has a pretty good title. The issue is, however, is that he's not actually doing what he's been paid to do. He's dealing with a lot of bureaucracy, and he's also dealing with a toxic work environment that is is already testing him. Now, it's already, it, it sucks to have a job that you just don't enjoy. Dealing with a toxic work environment, and we've talked a lot about toxic work environments on this show, that, that's just a whole other level of difficult. So he, he's been in kind of a bind because one, you know, being a, you know, a middle-class father, um, his wife recently went back into the workforce. So now they're a two-income household, but they also have several growing children. And, um, you know, it's just that money's tight and, you know, they, they work hard and they make a good amount, but, you know, things are getting more expensive. I mean, Everything is more expensive. We, we've talked about that enough. If you've listened uh, to the last couple episodes, if you listen to any episodes, if you if you if you don't live under a rock, you know that things are expensive and why they're expensive. But he, um, he he's just frustrated because one he he's not doing what he was paid to do. Now I I can really sympathize with that because I've been in situations where I thought I was hired to do one job and then I just end up doing something completely different. And, you know, like it, it's, it, you, you don't want to just phone it in. You don't want to just do the bare minimum. You don't want to look like a slacker at your job, but it's also really difficult when you, there's just not much for you to do. And, um, I, I always seek a lot of personal satisfaction in the work I do because I tie a lot of my identity to it. I'm not saying that's healthy. I'm just saying that's how it is for me. And that's how it is for a lot of people. So to not be doing what you were paid to do, and you just kind of wonder where you are in this big corporate wheelhouse, it, it, it's incredibly frustrating. And he's dealing with that, plus a toxic work environment. And what also makes things worse, and I don't know how he pulls this off, because I used to complain about DC traffic, he drives two hours to and from work each day. I didn't even want to understand how that worked. But he, he does, which makes it all, all the more frustrating. So it's um it's a bit of a pain for a friend here. So he went ahead and called me because he wants to go ahead and start a side income. Now the the big challenge that he's dealing with is twofold. One, 
he didn't he didn't think he had any skills. He straight up told me, I don't think I have any skills to do a side hustle. Then the second one was the intention. Like, why do you want to do this? Because ultimately, as much as the hustle, you know, gurus and everyone else will probably say on YouTube, you're not creating a brand new opportunity. That's a nice flower way of looking at it. But what you're really doing is you're creating more work for yourself. And if you're going to create more work for yourself, you, have, you might as well have a reason. And, you know, money is a good enough reason, but there has to be a reason why you're really willing to do that. Because what you're doing is you're taking time away from yourself and other things you could be doing. You're taking time away from your family, things you like. You're probably even taking away some of your uh, attention from work in order to pursue this. It's a big deal when you want to try and start like a real sustainable side hustle. So before we could really get into anything, we, we needed to address that part because if you can't address that, it doesn't matter what I point him towards. It doesn't matter what I recommend he does. We're, we're going to be basically distracting him with things that are taking him away from the real issue, which is he's not happy with his job. Now, more money helps, but more money is not the fundamental reason why he's unhappy. He's unhappy because of his work situation. And, you know, right now the, the, the job market is crazy hot. As much as they keep saying, oh, you know, it's steadily going down month by month, you have to also understand that it was already pretty high nationally and at least here in Wisconsin, it's, it's pretty freaking high. So I asked him, it's like, have you thought about just getting another job? Because we shouldn't even be having this conversation if this isn't going to fix the underlying problem. All we're doing is kind of creating an escape for you that's going to make some things feel better, but it's not going to make you feel happier. So I was just like, you know, have you thought about just getting another job? And the thing is, is that because he's working for Amazon, he gets a certain salary and certain benefits that he's not going to get elsewhere. And he's really chained to that right now because that would be for him to, you know, have to change a lot of his quality of life for him and his family if he took one of those jobs at another place because they couldn't offer what Amazon's offering. And honestly, that that's not an unfair thing. I mean, that he's he's thinking of it rationally. He's not thinking of himself. He's thinking of his family and the standard of living that they currently enjoy. So that was a, a big indicator because now I could basically see it's not necessarily that the jobs out there don't exist. It's that he doesn't want to go somewhere unless he can currently match or surpass the current income he has. His problem isn't necessarily his job, it's the people he's working with and where he's working. If he could just change the people and where he's working, that was going to solve a lot of issues. So then that that really made it much clearer because it's like, okay, he's he's not just he doesn't need it for the money, he's looking at it as basically a way to prepare him to move up in in another place and he He's a, he's a blue-collar guy. He works with his hands. There's not a lot of, you know, you know, I think it's called lateral change he could do. So the best thing that he could probably do is work on more of his soft skills, his technical skills, more of the stuff that could probably take him, you know, out from, uh, you know, from oil fields and stuff like that, like where he used to work, and, you know, maybe into something like, you know, more of a desk job, maybe even something potentially remote. So that was kind of where where things led it's like now we kind of understand the real issue and now we can kind of understand like 
what what does he really want out of it? Yeah, the money is good, but what he really wants is he wants the skills, he wants the resume builder, he wants something that could lead to something better. And the side hustle is a great way to get there. So once we figured that out, that that made it so much incredibly easier for me to kind of figure out what to do next. With, with that said, though, um, you know that that brought us to another point. If you're going to start a side hustle. After you understand the intention, then you have to understand your bandwidth for work. Do you really need the money now, or do you want to go ahead and maybe figure something out that you can kind of work on so you can make more money later? Um, He's not in a position where he can go ahead and just jump in an Uber or start delivering for DoorDash because he doesn't have enough time. I mean, when he gets home, the last thing he wants to do after driving two hours is to spend more time in the car. He doesn't want to spend more time away from his family. And he understands that if he if he does this side hustle, that, yeah, he might be in the physical space of his family, but he might not be able to go play with his boys or spend some time with his wife. But, you know, that's still better than if he's in a car just getting money. So, you know, once we really narrowed down that he really doesn't want to go out and do more stuff that, you know, money now would be better than money later necessarily. It was like, okay, now what do we kind of focus on? Because he he still needs money now, but he doesn't have the time to dedicate to working on a side hustle that might only deliver a little bit more money a few months from now. So that now we're in a bind. It's he needs to exchange time for money, but he can't. He is, he's not willing to go ahead and do the things that could go ahead and give him an immediate payday. So it kind of creates this gray middle area where it's like, you know, the jobs are going to guarantee you, um, you know, money now or the side hustles that involve working for one of those services. But at the same time, it's like most of the side hustles that, you know, will go ahead and give you good money require a little bit of work. And he's just like, I don't have the skills that are needed. So it's like, listen. I'm not going to, you know, I talk about copywriting a lot. I'm not going to turn you into a copywriter overnight. I'm not going to turn you into a programmer overnight. There's a middle ground where we can get you moving fast and you can still do it from home. And you'll go ahead and still develop some stuff that we could go ahead and basically try and, uh, you know, poetically alter on your resume or LinkedIn. So that way, yeah, you're, you're talking about skills that are pretty entry level, but they definitely aim towards more of an office setting. So some of the things I brought up were virtual assistants. I have a virtual assistant. Um, she works remote for me. Uh, I, I pay her really uh, just to go ahead and correspond with people, manage my calendar, set up episodes, because I, I needed more help scheduling and getting things in order. So I have a virtual assistant. I pay her like 75 bucks a month. Um, it's really 75 an hour, but I only really need an hour of work, and she's happy to do it because she's doing it. Because one, it's you know, it's an extra seventy five bucks. It's a few meals for the family, and it's um, it's an opportunity because she wants to go ahead and start a business where she provides concierge services for podcasters and content creators. There's also a good opportunity for her to meet a lot of people and for her to gain kind of an entry into this arena. So she was more than happy to do it for that. So virtual assistant work is in high demand. You could make anywhere between uh, twenty five and seventy five dollars an hour helping people organize their stuff. So I was like, dude, you can easily be someone's virtual assistant for a few hours a month. Um, The other thing was graphic design. Here's the thing. A lot of people hear graphic design and they think you're, 
really creating creating custom art pieces and stuff like that. Like you're doing like big style brand stuff beyond just Photoshop. The truth is a lot of the graphic design stuff that people need quick turnarounds for or for social media. And a lot of that is done through Canva, a free app. So he was like, I haven't done a graphic design before and I don't want to go ahead and buy all these, you know, sophisticated softwares. And I was like, dude, I'm going to send you a tutorial video and I'm going to send you a link to a free app called Canva. Canva is used by a majority of the country's nonprofits. It's used by a lot of tech startups and small businesses. Canva is better than almost a lot of tools out there. I even use, I personally use Canva for video editing. Um, I've never personally touched Photoshop in my life and I don't even know how to use Adobe, but I do know how to use um, Canva and I've created great viral pieces for brands and products and clients that uh, you would think were done by somebody who does that for a living. So I was like, dude, if you can go ahead and make quick social media, you know, like info memes and stuff like that for small businesses and you charge like, you know, five bucks per pop and you're doing that on a free app on your phone while you're taking a shit, you're fine. So social media graphic design work doesn't require more than 20 minutes of figuring it out and downloading it and making some stuff and you're good. The other thing I mentioned was website design. Uh, Building a website through WordPress, Wix, Squarespace, Weebly, it's never been easier. It's drag and drop. And the thing is, it's not that most people don't understand how to build a website or they're incapable of building a website. What I had to kind of get through to him was that they just don't have the time and they don't want to have to figure it out because nobody who's starting a small business does it with the intention of becoming uh, a web developer or something. They would rather just pay somebody to take care of the problem for them. So it is an exchange of time for money, but that's not a bad thing in most cases. That's really not because it's just like the social media stuff. Anyone else can download Canva right now and figure out how to make it. The problem is is they just don't have the patience and they don't have the time to do it. So why not do it for them and get paid? You, You want the experience. You want to tell people that you're building a portfolio and that you're capable of doing this stuff. Why not do it? You're doing it for clients who have a product or service they need to get out there, and they need these graphics in order to do it. And then the other one I brought up was, um, shoot, what was it? So we covered being a virtual assistant, uh, website design for basic drag-and-drop services. Then we did social media uh, graphics. Um, I I brought up something else. But all, all that to say is that all of these skills can basically be learned overnight. And that they're not, it's not necessarily that you're learning something super technical. It's that you're just, you know, helping people solve an immediate problem for them. Because if you can think of something that inconveniences a business or something that drains time that they would rather just put money towards to solve in order to get their time back, there, there's, there's so many things out there. There are literally so many things out there. I hire subcontractors all the time. Uh, when I'm working with clients and there are just things that I just don't have the bandwidth to do. And I'll just say, hey, I'll give you a percentage of my pay that I'm getting from this if you could deliver this by then. So come on, come come work with me. So we, we kind of figured that out for him. And the the stress started going down because he's like, look, we found the middle ground between I don't want to go out and deliver people's groceries and I don't want to learn you know a super technical skill that can deliver me more money later because I need more money now. So all, all those things are basically just, I call them stopgap or stop-loss side hustles. It's 
stuff that doesn't require super knowledge. It's just that you're basically freelancing to provide sort, you know, resources and tools and products to people and services that are going to solve an immediate problem for them. And I still do certain jobs like that. I went ahead and created uh, like a 18 panel tweet deck for somebody uh, who, who does PR and that, that was kind of annoying, but because it, it, it's a lot of tech, you know, it's a lot, it, it took a lot of time to do. It took a lot of time to do. It didn't take a lot of technical knowledge to do, but it took a lot of time to get this up because you got to deal with Twitter bot limits and stuff like that. Stupid little shit that made it so much longer, but you know, I was willing to do it for the money, and this person didn't want to do it because they, it took a lot of time that she could otherwise be doing something that she enjoys or she's better at doing. So, I mean, stuff like that exists. But, um, you know, and he, he felt a lot better after it, and I think he's going to do more than fine. But what I also did was I went ahead and sent him a bunch of resources for stuff um, that he could go ahead and learn that are going to help him in his side hustles as a, as a budding entrepreneur. I, I'm, I'm a firm believer that if you're starting a side hustle and it's something you're serious about, you have just taken a big step towards your entrepreneurial journey. Being an entrepreneur doesn't necessarily mean that you have to go out and start a business. I mean, just you know, being an advocate for yourself and you know, marketing yourself and getting to be your own boss to a degree, that's good enough. But um, you know, the, the one thing that we identified was that he's got skills that he could learn that could up his side hustle game and up his professional game. So there are many free certification programs that out there that are going to teach you a great skill and you're going to get an industry-respected certificate out of it. So I sent him a bunch of stuff related to that. We also realized that, you know, one thing that uh, in his sector would really help him is if he got Salesforce certification. A lot of you probably know Salesforce. Uh, it's something that I've considered paying to get a certification for because I think that could go ahead and uh, potentially help me make a, a bigger professional move. It's something I'm thinking about, but it's something that was really something he should consider because he's really in a position where he could make an extra twenty, thirty thousand doing that, and he could probably work remote or hybrid or at least behind a desk where he's not breaking his back all day. So all these things kind of bounce off each other uh, in a way. And, you know, all the side hustle stuff he's doing, all the training he's doing, it's just going to help him professionally because, you know, he doesn't necessarily want to go and start a business. He likes working. He likes being an employee. There's nothing uh, inherently wrong with that. But he wants to get out of the situation he's in. So uh, what we needed to realize was, was that he just didn't want the extra money just to have the extra money. He needed to build an escape plan. So his side hustle fit into his escape plan. Um, I, I, hear, I hear so many people like him, like regularly, who reach out for a coaching session and they say they don't have skills. You might not be a programmer. You might not know how to code. You might not know how to use a very sophisticated tool. But not having skills also isn't an excuse to not obtain them. Uh, I, I went ahead and I took a whole bunch of HubSpot Academy courses to reinforce certain skills that I have, but also help me with things like search engine optimization, website analytics, e-commerce, uh, inbound marketing, and stuff like that, that I could either reinforce or stuff that I could probably just learn from scratch because it's going to be better for my professional development. 
Um, you know, I, I was learned, you know, I've, I've said the story enough times, like I was a political science major who wanted to write policy. And then I got into the digital space doing social media and then email and then, you know, a whole digital marketing. Um, all that training came from side hustles. All of that was stuff I had to figure out myself. So if you don't have the time to develop a skill, but you need a side hustle, you can still find people that just need help with something that is probably as easy as helping manage a calendar or fix something on their website. I mean, if you could think it, if you could think of something that people hate having to spend time doing, there's a side hustle for you. And there are other opportunities to develop that. So don't ever think, oh, I don't have a very unique skill. You don't have to be a copywriter. If you want to be a copywriter, I got a link for Hustlers University in the comments and you need to go, I'm sorry, in the show notes and you need to go ahead and take their copywriting course because I even took their copywriting course and I've been a copywriter for seven years and their copywriting course is amazing. But, you know, if, if you know that and you don't have a skill, don't feel like you're excluded from the side hustle world, there's stuff you could do. But at the same time, it's like we're speaking to a larger problem because listen, if you if you do a bunch of side hustles that don't require skills, you're exchanging a lot of time for money. But the more skills you can get that are more rare and special, uh, spe- I was about to say specified, like George Bush, they're more rare and specialized, you'll be able to charge a lot more and you'll spend a lot less time doing it. You know, like with video editing, for example, uh, it doesn't take me the hours and hours it used to take. And now I charge a pretty high rate because I can get you a really high quality video in a short amount of time because you're not paying for my time. You're paying for my skills. It took me to get to that point. So, you know, we, we really want to get you to the point where you're, you're making better decisions, less because it's just about the money and more because you can make better decisions for your life in your day job, in your business, whatever you need to do. Don't, don't think the barrier is just, I don't know what to do. Think of what am I willing to do based off the time and the situation I'm in. Do you just need extra income because you want extra income, or are you building an escape plan like my new client? There is no wrong answer, but we need to figure out what the answer is for you. Go ahead, and you can reach out to me at heyremzo.com. I have a new website landing page where you can go ahead and schedule a call with me. We can go ahead and coach you on how to build a side hustle, on how to go ahead and brand and market your business online, how to go ahead and set up things like that. Uh, it's heyremzo.com. Reach out to me, and, and let's let's figure out your next plan. Let's go ahead and get you started with a side hustle or learning a skill or something else, and um, you know, let's let's get you to that next point because you can do it. It's just a matter of figuring out how and. I helped a lot of people get to that next point. I'm pretty sure I can help you too. Worst case scenario, you get to talk to me. (laughs) I think I'm a cool person sometimes. Anyway, folks, that's all she wrote. As always, be safe, be good. Good night.